0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. This is for any company, anybody who has a team, employer, all of this that provides benefits and health insurance. And it's staggering every time I talk with this gentleman, how much fraud there is going around, how many companies are paying so much money, sometimes in the millions, for claims that They didn't need to get paid. Sometimes there's double billing. Sometimes there's certain ways that things are processed where these companies, maybe yours, is on the hook for that. He's got a healthcare expense reduction company. They are the experts in figuring all this stuff out. And and amazingly, they don't charge unless they find something and they take up a percentage of that. So we're going to talk with this guy today. Scott Hedesheimer is back with us. Hey, Scott, welcome. How are you?
1: Doing great, Steve. How are you today?
0: I'm well, and I never knew that this existed, Uh, even your niche of going in there, looking at what a company is doing in terms of their insurance, what they're paying, what they're paying in terms of the claims, and then potentially finding challenges or issues with that. When you, and we'll go over how you do this and, and what you do for companies, but on a scale from one to 10, 10 being you typically always find expenses that didn't need to be there, that, that companies that didn't need to pay. Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, yeah, I find it all the time. Where where do you sit? What do you think? On average. Steve,
1: I don't recall an employer's group that we have researched that hasn't had overcharging fraud, money being stolen from their benefits plan. Um, I'm not going to say 100% of the time we haven't looked at 100% of the companies uh but I, I don't recall any company that we've looked at uh over the last say 3 years uh that didn't have at least 3% of their paid claims uh i don't know uh on unnecessary stolen fraud abuse overcharging you right. know it's whatever you want to call it you know it's 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 money that was uh uh automatically deducted from the employers checkbook uh, to pay claims. Now we're talking about self-insured employers.
0: When a company offers insurance and benefits to their employees, do they all have to pay when there's a claim made? Let's say somebody has, you know, we have a company. I'm going to go very hypothetical here. Company of 50 employees, they offer insurance to their their employees. And yeah, you know, that's great. You know, it's a reduction of what you normally would have to pay if you were paying out of pi- you were buying your own insurance, so that's great that the employer offers that. When there is a claim, let's say one of the employees has a car accident and there's some pretty heavy claims there, hospitalization, maybe there's surgery, maybe there's rehab, a lot going on there. Is the company always on the hook for part of that claim? Is that how it typically works?
1: Um you know, I, I I could answer yes uh to that. I I, I could also answer no. Uh it I you know, I I'm not um trying to get new accounts as an agent. Okay? I I'm a consultant and uh, we can work with your agent, okay? And uh it it's a different relationship that um employers typically haven't been introduced to. So getting back to uh, your your question Steve um first of all car accident we're assuming that it's that person's fault because if it's the other person's fault then their car insurance would cover your medical uh sure. injury liability and so I, that I'm
0: could sure. have been any any example any claim somebody has cancer Correct. It, it could have been anything but i was just curious if the company is offering insurance to their employees Uh, Of course, they have that expense to absorb, you know, their portion of the insurance. Typically, employees always pay into it to some extent, usually. Um, But when there is a claim, substantial one, the company is actually absorbing some of that. That's where I'm going with that. Just thinking about these companies.
1: Well, again, I can answer that yes, and I can answer it no. It depends. Uh, If, you know, typically with a 50-man group, you would... uh, 60 70 80 percent of the time you discover that that employer is fully insured which means their insurance is in a pool and it's mixed with a thousand other companies right so when you're in a pool like that uh basically the employer just pays an insurance premium okay they have No, they they don't pay the claims. The insurance company pays the claims and they collect full premium. And, you know, unfortunately, fully insured employers have no chance at uh, reducing the cost of health care or benefit uh, benefiting from reducing the cost of health care. You have to be self-insured in order to have a chance. Hmm. But when you're when you're fully insured, the insurance company just simply auto adjudicates the bills that come in and they pay the bills. And there, there, there's no input from the employer. There, there's no financial deduction from the account. Uh, the employee would have to pay their deductible and coinsurance, um, you know, maybe as high as $19,000. That's the ACA these days. Wow. Uh, that's supposed to be affordable health care. $19,000. Who can afford that? 60% of the country lives check to check. Um, Don't even get me started. <laughs> that's that's not affordable whole
0: whole different whole different topic there and that's not that's not what you specialize in you're you're finding the fraud for companies i got (laughs) you wow
1: now if the company is self-insured then the in the the uh bills the adjudicating company for that self-insured uh plan would deduct the money from the employer so the employer is paying right and then of course the employee pays too so it depends on what kind of uh coverage you have if you're fully insured or self-insured.
0: Let's look at how you review medical claims and the recovery process. Uh, Take us through maybe the difference between companies with, you know, zero to 50 employees above that and above that. And my other question here, as we dig into this, when you recover or, or seek to recover, how often are you successful in getting that done? where, where the insurance company says, all right, well, yeah, we didn't see that. Or yeah, we build that way, which was not right. (laughs) That they, they give up, uh, what they, what they absorbed, what they took.
1: Uh, I I, I think I can confidently state that we are always successful in recovery. Um, that doesn't mean we're successful in recovering a hundred percent of the overcharge. Uh, but, uh, you know, we our, our minimum average recovery per account is three percent. And the government HHS has identified twenty-five percent of healthcare costs being fraud. Um, you know, typically well, we, we don't we don't find or, or recover twenty-five percent. I mean, if we did you'd get it. Um, but we, we see as high as fourteen, fifteen percent recovery. Um that's 14, 15 percent of the um, total health care spent. Got it. Not not what we identified as fraud, because uh, many times we recover 100 percent of the overcharge or fraud. And it's in their best interest to do so. I mean, when we find uh, like a claim adjudicating service and they're charging fifty nine thousand dollars on a claim they should have uh, charged seven thousand dollars on. When we point this out, um they are usually they don't have to be talked into paying it back because this is actually fraud and if we were to take it one step further and pursue it Mm. they got more problems and more expenses than the overcharge wow so you know understanding the situation that that they're in when when you know we find overcharging and fraud uh they they want to correct that
0: interesting yeah <laughs> it's a, I guess it's a good position to be in. And I got to ask this question Is this mostly done intentionally? Something slipped through the cracks. We didn't know that we charged for that. Oh, sorry about that. Or is it mostly done intentionally by the healthcare organizations offering care uh, or the hospitals, whatever?
1: Understand, I've said this before I'm disruptive in the marketplace and uh my answer to your question is uh, my opinion and i would say absolutely okay that's it it's just... absolutely intentional um i'm not su- i'm not surprised
0: i was just curious
1: <laughs> it's by design yeah. there there's software that software companies sell to uh administrators and so on and so forth to bundle claims because you know with 80 plus 1000 codes procedure codes you know when you go in for a surgery there's usually five six seven ten different procedures that are done and they're all built under different codes so these codes are bundled uh for discount well you know guess what the same company that sells these bundling software uh programs they also sell to the other party debundling software programs these programs are written specifically to pull the claim apart so that they can bill individually for each procedure. So that is absolutely intentional. Sure. I mean, there, 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 there's no there's no possible discussion on that topic. It is intentional in that example.
0: Wow. Let's take a look at some of the programs that you offer and what you do when when you take that deep dive into a company's insurance situation. Uh, how does that go?
1: Sure. Um, my company, Advanced Benefit Design Institute. Uh, yes, we're focused on groups with 500 plus employees, self-insured groups, and we've we've taught you know using the entire 30 minute podcast just on what's going on there, recovery, so on and so forth. So sure. I'll skip that part of uh, our service. Uh, you know that that's that's our main service still is, but we have services. For companies that are self-insured, and a company could be self-insured, uh, you know, there's plans out there with uh, 10 employees on the plan. So, you know, I would say companies that have anywhere from 10 employees to 499 employees, they would benefit from a service we have that's called cost modeling. And what we do is we collect the healthcare data, again, plan data, so on and so forth. We crunch numbers. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go through 24 months of healthcare and uh, RX claims if you're already self-insured. Um, if you're not, we have another software program for fully insured companies. But if you're self-insured, we collect this data, we reprice all of your claims. Um, and again, we're, we're not charging an employer to do these services. When we reprice the claims, we can identify uh, which component of your self-insured plan, which vendor? I mean, there's a vendor for claim adjudication. There's a vendor for network. There's yeah. There's a there's a vendor for stop loss. I mean, there's several vendors. Uh, you know, even even if you're under a legacy carrier plan where everything is under one name and you don't have these individual components, all of these individual components still exist in every self-insured plan. Uh, you know, we look at the PBM, that's your pharmacy benefit manager. You know, we look at that, too. You know, typically, uh, well, I'll get into that as the next service. But, uh, yeah, we go through and do a cost modeling service for the employer. And we'll identify uh, vendors by category that are overcharging, not treating you right. And then we recommend replacement of these vendors Um You know, you would typically, we would typically work with your agent and point this out to them and help them to put, replace uh, these vendors in that solution. You know, sometimes it may take replacing the entire plan because legacy carriers do not let you replace their vendors. It's, uh, you know, it's their way or the highway. So, you know, yeah, I, I guess it's a good transition into the pharmacy, what we do with pharmacy benefit managers. We audit these claims. You know, typically the the pharmacy uh, portion of an employer's cost, healthcare cost, uh, five, 10 years ago was 18, 22% of the total medical spend. Uh, Today, we're seeing it be maybe higher than 35%. And, you know, when you have monthly prescription costs, certain drugs that are $12,000, $15,000 a month. You know, we never had these five, 10 years ago, Um, you know, prescriptions that are five or six hundred dollars a month. Again, we didn't have those. Those were rare prescriptions five, 10 years ago. Today, it's norm. So that's why pharmacy spending is now maybe 35 plus percent of an employer's spend. Actually, I've seen it as high as 60 percent. So this this pharmacy component is very important. And, you know, we we vet PBMs, and that's why we say you want a PBM that is doing business to a fiduciary standard, and they're 100% transparent, so you can see what's going on, what they're charging. Um, There are very few PBMs that are uh, doing business to a fiduciary standard. Uh, They all claim that they're doing business 100% transparent, but there's no definition of transparency. They all have their own. Uh, and you know by by our work our definitions no they aren't transparent uh, but that's another one of our services as we go in and we audit uh, just the pharmacy side of things and you know if we find uh um, 40 50 percent overcharging in pharmacy which we do um you know we would recommend changing to a different pharmacy benefit manager and again we're not we're not an agent uh, it's not insurance, you know. So, you know, when we right. change uh, pharmacy benefit managers, we're we're not an insurance agent. Um,
0: I think yeah, one of the have- one of the major benefits that I see here is that you you do the deep dive, and all, again, all of this is without cost until there's a collection. But not only do you peel back many many layers in this whole insurance situation, but you also contact the providers to collect the overpayment so it's not like you're going to the company that you're working for or brought you in to take a look at everything and you're saying to them yeah this is what we found here it is well good luck to you you are contacting the those who overcharged which i i I have that right am i correct in saying all of this
1: yes you are and and that's an interesting uh, point that you bring up because Our competitors in this market space under the name Claim Auditing, um, you know, that's that's like everything's a Kleenex. You know, it's a generic name. Uh, Our competitors, that's all they do is claim auditing and they 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 aren't uh, doing it the same way we do it. You know, we we don't have any network limitations. We don't have any uh, uh, contractual agreements with any of these vendors where, you know, Certain types of audits, or you know, it's just taboo. Uh, we we don't have those restrictions, but but most importantly, our service includes recovery 100% of the time, includes recovery, and you know, it has to because that's the only way we get paid. You know, we don't get paid unless we recover. It's one thing to find um, three million dollars of overcharging in a five million five uh. 500-man group. Uh, but yeah, you know, just turning that data over, you're not going to collect any of that as a as a self-insured employer. You're not going to get it. You need somebody that knows how to do it. And, you know, that's us. That's where we come into play. And, and that's how we can do our pricing the way we do it. We don't charge for all the investigation and deep dive and all that. We charge only upon recovery. And Steve, if we weren't recovering or, or, or finding, you know, 100%, um, we'd be out of business. Yeah, because you don't charge, <laughs> like we don't charge.
0: A, a consultation fee, <laughs> a retainer, well, or any of that stuff. Yeah,
1: uh, we, we only get paid on performance. Now, I will mention also, we're, we're also unique in recovery, whereas we not only recover uh, money lost uh, or, or taken from the employer, but... The employees many times pay part of this because they were the patient Hmm. and they had patient billing and we find money that the patients have overpaid. So they get checks issued to them directly from us, not through the employer, issued directly from us when we recover money that includes money that they paid. Okay. So, you know, our service is very unique. So...
0: Let me go back to that for a moment. when you you work to collect the overpayment, they're the the whoever overcharged connects with you, they send the payment to you and then you take care of it. Uh, I would assume you take a small percentage your percentage from the payment and then uh, then it goes to the uh, the person that you worked with, the company. Yeah, we're
1: basically on a um average of a fifty fifty split on recovery. Gotcha. With, you know, with, with the plan sponsor, plan sponsor would be the employer. So yeah, we're, we're, we're basically a 50, 50 split.
0: What, when you think about the numbers and you've shared some of them before, you know, actually let's do that. Let's, we, we have a moment here. Uh, let's, let's look at every company's different. Every situation is different. That's my disclaimer. However, a company with say a hundred employees on average and this is very ballparkish, if you will. I'm going to make that a word today. Ballparkish. What? What? It, when you do a deep dive of three years, how much overpayment do you sometimes find? Usually find. Uh, and then let's go for a company that's you know 500 plus employees.
1: Sure. Well, let's go ahead and do the 500 employees because that's what we're doing the retrospective audit and recovery. Uh, when we're doing 100 employees and we find this. You know, we're basically recommending the changing of vendors because we are not uh, we are not going after in recovering uh, the overcharging in a hundred man group. We do that for a, uh, a 500 plus man group. Gotcha. Um, so but, you know, using uh, an example of a hundred. Well, I'd rather stick with the 500, I guess. Um, I see an average for a 500 man group. I'd say the average is about. Six or seven million dollars in medical claims in a year. Um, if they had a bad year, it could be two or three times that. I mean, I I've, I, I have a hundred and fifty man group that we just worked on, and they incurred over twelve million dollars in medical bills in one year. Now that was the retail charges. Um, by the time it was discounted and everything else, their 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 expenditure was about one point four million. Now, you wow. know, we helped them get down to that $1.4 million by picking out vendors that were more competitive and, and worked more honestly in the marketplace. Uh, because the same vendors that do the 500-man group, they will, you know, most of the, all of them will do a 100-man group. It's just that we can't do the recovery form. But uh, the, the benefit is, is that that $12 million of um, retail charges... Was adjudicated properly at about 1.4 million. So you know that is money they didn't have to spend. Uh, It's not money we recovered. It's just money they didn't have to spend. So you know when we advance that number to say a 500 man group, and you know um, say that the um, uh, they're on the average payment side or uh, on claims incurred, uh, that number is just simply times five. So that would be uh, what seven eight million dollars i doing my math right in my head. We would uh, uh, identify out of that, uh, let's say $8 million um, times three, three years, making it uh, $24 million. And, uh, mm. you know, let's say we come up with a, uh, I don't want to use a real number because it's, I don't have a calculator in front of me. Let's just say it's 10%, you know, even though it's probably going to be more like 13 or 14%. But ten percent uh, of that, uh, what did I just say? Twenty-four million. You know, we, a, we would find ten uh, percent of that, two point four million dollars.
0: That's a tremendous amount of money. That is just free money going nowhere. Well, it's going somewhere in, in the pockets it's, of it's the. It's uh, free money
1: when it comes back to the employer. They didn't have to increase sales to get you know an extra two or three million dollars. Uh, that that you know that would be like taxable revenue. This really? isn't taxable revenue. This, this is uh, a, a return uh, on um, money they already spent uh, and went through the uh, uh, tax processes of wherever it's applicable. It's not income.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, amazing. Scott, how do we connect with you? Companies hearing this and they're thinking, <laughs> we got money coming our way. Uh, we need to get Scott in here yeah. and take a look at it. Well, how does the process work?
1: Sure. Well, you either have money coming your way or, you know, there's there's ways that we can uh, reduce the amount of money that you're spending. And, and again, you'd be doing this probably through your own agent. If you don't like your own agent, we'll help you find one. But, um, you know, we do business nationwide. Uh, I can, My website is abdi.com. You can uh, reach me. My my direct contact information is on the website and my direct phone is five one three seven two zero four four zero zero that's five one three seven two zero four four zero zero i answer my phone it's not a um automated voice system and push one or push seven and you know you get into two or three different menus we we, i hate that so i'm not going to do business that way i give you my direct line and uh I answer it if I'm not already on the line or doing a podcast um, or, you know, I'm making my first call that I return uh, as soon as I'm free. But, uh, yeah, I, I return. That's how I do it. I mean, I, I, I return every call as soon as I'm free, you know, right right away. And that's at the uh, 513-720-4400. Uh, you can go to the website. I have email addresses there, The theabdi.com. Stands for Advanced Benefit Design Institute. That's a URL we use too, but it's easier for people driving down the road to remember D-A-B-D-I dot com.
0: I'm going to use these two word words. The bottom bottom line is, and I mean that literally, you have nothing to lose. There's no loss here. Only gain by making the phone call, going to the website, connecting, connecting, um, it's it's just it's a no brainer for me, Scott. Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate all the insight and uh, exposing what's going on out there and uh, and and making it right. I really appreciate that.
1: We do everything we can to make it right, and uh, you know I, I'm interested in helping uh, every employer out. It doesn't matter if you're fully insured or or, or self insured. It doesn't matter if you have seven thousand employees. I mean, we're working a group right now with a hundred thousand employees. So, you know, in that particular group, we're, we're finding probably a hundred million dollars. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's crazy.
0: Advan- it's crazy. Ad- it is com. Thanks for being here, Scott. Thanks, Steve. We'll be right back. Uh-huh. Bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the podcast business news network. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her.
1: Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C,
0: take charge.
1: got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano.
0: Hey, Steve, is now a good time?
1: Nope.